Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. I've been very, very blessed as a coach to been around some of the great ones and now to have the greatest one of all time. Uh, not because of, to me, what he does on the field, but what he does to his teammates. Uh, everywhere he, he makes everyone better that walks into that huddle. That is Bruce Arians. He is the head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Buccaneers now have Tom Brady as their quarterback. In case you didn't know that, if you've been so self-quarantined that you didn't know, Tom Brady is no longer a member of the New England Patriots. He is now a member of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Welcome back in. Sal Capaccio here with you until 3 o'clock today. It's the Sal Sports Radio Takeover on WGR. Brayton Wilson with me as well. 803-0550, 888-550-3776. 8030550, the numbers to call today if you want to talk about whatever's on your mind during this situation, this crisis, the pandemic we're going through, how you're dealing with everything. Uh, I threw out a question earlier today. Has this situation made you realize sports are too important in your life or that you realize how important they are and you need them more than ever in a positive way? You can join in on that discussion as well as anything else going on. 803 the number to call. We're going to go to the West Her hotline right now, and I'm going to be joined by my sideline brother from another mother. That is TJ Reeves. He is the sideline reporter for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers radio network. And we've had chats before, podcasts, radio, and anytime I, I need a guy to join me to fill some time and talk good football, TJ's there for me. So I appreciate it, brother. I love you propping me up. Uh, happy Good Friday, everybody. Happy Easter weekend. Happy Passover for everybody celebrating. And uh, you're doing a great thing, Sal. You and everybody there at WGR and, and with all the radio that's going on everywhere, whether it's radio or podcasts, for all the content providers, thank you for what you're doing because it's a welcome distraction and relief from everything else that we're dealing with. And you can put me in the category that it, it, it's, it's like the cliche about love. You don't know what you have sometimes until it's gone. We don't know what we have with sports until something like this goes on and how much we miss. Uh, you know, granted, we're out of the football season per se we will have the draft coming up but to not have baseball going on right now to not have the basketball playoffs the hockey stanley cup playoffs i know buffalo's a big hockey town uh to not have march madness in the final four to not have the masters i can't even bring myself to say it with a straight voice to not have that this weekend it's tough but we will we will i think appreciate it more sal as we go along let's talk personal um how are you and the family doing how are the kids doing we are hanging in there three weeks in 
on e learning, i uh, i learning in the house. I've got two <laughs> sixth grade twins, as you know. Yep. My girls are good. My wife is teaching fifth grade uh, with forty what what is it forty five students, forty seven students in two different groups, and all of that has gone pretty well. And so we've been practicing the isolation, the social distancing. Right now, I'm out with the dog, my third daughter, and my wife, getting a little walk, getting a little exercise. All of that is good uh, as long as you practice the social distancing. Et cetera, et cetera. So we're getting a little break from all that, but we're holding up. And I know you celebrated a birthday. Uh, it was what the uh, was it the 18th anniversary of your 29th birthday? I think it was something like that. Something like now. that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Congrats. It was. Yeah, thank you. It was last Saturday, and you know we we're still able to. I did a little Zoom conference with my brother in Oregon, my mom who's down in Georgia, and we had some uh, ice cream cake at the house. I love ice cream cake. I don't there really love go. cake, so we did that. So it wasn't a normal birthday, but you know we're still trying to get through. And I, 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 I'm a positive person. I know you are, TJ. I try to look at the positive in life. It's just the way I was raised, the way I'm wired. I don't. I try to make good things out of bad things. I always try to look at the optimistic and positive side. And yeah. I will tell you, I just feel so bad for people who are not as fortunate as a lot of us to be able to still have our employment, still have our health, be able to spend time with family and friends. There are a lot of people going through some pretty tough times right now. There is no question about that. And we have to have optimism and hope that it will get better. And sports, I think, can serve as a, as a method, as kind of a forerunner to help us get back to some normalcy. Uh, again, when it is reasonable, the word I keep using on all these shows that I go on or on the podcast I'm doing, when it is reasonable from the health officials and from everybody in charge, our elected officials, the government, our, our federal government, our state and local governments, when they start saying, hey, it's reasonable to come back and do this, let's go. Let's, let's be ready. And one, one other thing to add to what you're talking about is this is a time to reflect on how if you are in a position to help others, mm-hmm. do it. And, it, and it, may, it may not be just financially. Right. It may not just be bring them food. It's check on them. Call them. Do a, do a FaceTime. Do a Skype. Do a Zoom. See how they're doing. Check in with them. That's, uh, that is something that we can all do, and we all have time to do, and it helps. Yeah, and, it you helps. Know. And, and how wild is it to segue that the NFL is basically going to do maybe the greatest Zoom of all time, the greatest <laughs> video conference of all time to do their draft in a couple of weeks. It's going to be amazing. And, you know, I, I opened the program today a little bit talking about, you know, from a from a professional standpoint, it's actually become a personal thing. For me, sure, sports are really important. I do this for a living. I miss my colleagues. Even though we compete, basically, at different outlets, radio, TV, newspaper, all that kind of stuff, I miss going down to One Bills Drive. I miss the press conferences. I miss hanging out in the media room with my friends who, yeah, we rib on each other. We fight with each other. We're a family. It's also fun and loving, and I miss that right now. Mark the tape, Brayton. He says he misses you. He said, well, he's getting to see you today, but he there says he misses you when you're That's not right. around. Mark the tape uh, on that. But, yeah, I know what you mean. I mean, we're all – I was slated to have been in Atlanta earlier this week and see no less than probably 30 different media friends in the national media, regional media, et cetera, that I normally only see around Final Four weekend. Right. So you're not, you're not there. You're not around it. Uh, it's just like what you're talking about when you get into the NFL season and you're used to, in your case, seeing the Jets guys or the Patriots guys or the Dolphins guys who you see all the time. Uh, it's just unusual. It's different. But, again, there are a lot of people with a lot worse off situation, either financially, health-wise. Uh, you know, there was a, uh, I would encourage your audience, there's a very interesting uh, item put up on Florida State's website uh, and Seminoles.com where the son of Tony Baselli, Andrew Baselli, uh, contact uh, contracted COVID-19 uh, after his father had had it. 
His mom had it. His brother had it. He had it. And he gives a firsthand account. I won't tip the whole article about if you don't think this is serious and you don't think it can happen to you, we, we were all a healthy family. My father played in the NFL. He's 47. He's healthy. I'm playing major college football and in shape and, and healthy. And this, this is no joke. I mean, this is the umpteenth time we're being told. This is no joke. And so that's the reason why the seriousness and, and importance of us doing our part to kind of social distance, stay away, stop the spread of it is vital. So I would encourage the audience whenever they get a chance, we got lots of time to read. Go read that first-person account because that is very sobering, very eye-opening, and a good reminder of why we're doing what we're doing, Sal. No doubt. T.J. Reeves, Buccaneers sideline reporter, Buccaneers Radio Network. You can find him on Twitter, at Buck Sideline Guy. Also the host of Three Dog Thursday, and people know I used to do Three Dog Saturday when I hosted. Yes, I stole it from T.J. <laughs> I stole it from him. I, I, I make no bones about and it. I even, I, even, I even reached out to you and time. told you I was stealing it from you. Every time that you say that and you have me on or I have you on, I say that in radio, the greatest form of flattery is when people are ripping your stuff off uh. or other people, you rip off other people's stuff. We all, we all virtually hear some form of a bit somewhere and decide what we're going to do. So that's a great compliment. I take it as a compliment. You're, you, you take it and run with it on Saturday on Tuesday, whatever day you want to run with it on. All right, so I, I'm glad that you know your wife and your daughter and dog are there. hope they don't mind that I'm taking time away from them here and to do this interview. And, oh, uh, no, we're good. We're okay. good. The twins have the food network on. <laughs> Approximately right now, the consciousness uh, uh, is running at about 17 hours a day. About four or five of that is school. About three or four of that is doing something with mom and dad, whether it's a game or whatever. And I think the other 13 hours may be the Home and Garden Channel and the Food Network <laughs> in our household. So there you go. All right, brother. Let's go back to um, you know Brady coming to Tampa. When, when did you think this could really happen? When did it become real that this was a possibility for him going to the Buccaneers and why? Okay, so I think we talked about this at some point. Maybe we did not. I've done so many of these conversations, so if I'm repeating myself. We did, we did, you and I did a podcast your, when it first happened. Right. And, you know, so I, On I, your podcast. That's, that's right. right. So, so for the audience today, yes. for the audience today uh, Bruce Arians really believed that this could happen coming off the scouting combine. And, again, it's easy to say after the fact, in hindsight. But he really believed that this could happen uh, if Tom Brady truly wanted to leave New England. He figured – that the Buccaneers would have as good a shot, if not the best shot, to be able to land him if he really wanted to leave. So the real question became, does he really no longer want to be in New England? Well, he's admitted earlier this week that in his own mind, he had basically decided that 2019 was going to be it in New England, that he would continue to play and was wanting a fresh start somewhere else after last season, after this season ended uh, for them in the playoffs in January. He had decided that already. And I believe the more that the Buccaneers – uh, you know, began to position themselves with great salary cap. They had a lot of, a lot of weapons. A lot, I mean, this, you cannot undersell the fact that having Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, two really good pass-catching tight ends, uh, and, an, and an offense a year ago that, with Jameis Winston at the controls had 5,000 yards as one of, one of the top two or three scoring offenses the whole year in the NFL, that appealed to Brady. And as Jason Light said, we didn't have to sell him. He, ba- he basically came to the table and said, I want to be here. And, and let's work it out. Let's figure it out. And obviously, privately, they're going bonkers. They're related. But to answer the win part, Bruce Arians was telling people privately in late February, before the process began that second week in March, we've got a good, as good a shot as anybody. There was belief privately, not a guarantee, but belief that we could land him. And they did. 
and now he comes to Tampa Bay with, as you said, all these weapons. But I will tell you, as a guy that is, as a guy that has followed, obviously watched watched uh, New England and Tom Brady. He was not the same quarterback last year. Is there any sort of, you know, is there any trepidation about, you know, what are we actually getting in Tom considering there seemed to be at least a decline in his play last year and he is 43 years old? Oh, well, are you good there? Yes. yes he, okay. Yes, I'm good. The, I'm saying to my wife as we're trying to get back in the gate, we're getting the gate code trying to get back in with there the dogs. Go. We're good. Gotcha. On the Brady injury front, of course there's concerns about his elbow or about his shoulder. He's, he's going to be 43 years old later this year. But here's the, here's the reality. Uh, there have been so many advancements now with nutrition, with training, with all these things that he realistically believes he can play at least three more years. And who's going to doubt him right now on that physical standpoint? Of course, it's unusual that somebody could be playing quarterback into their early 40s at a very high level. But Drew Brees is 41 years old and about to try this again for another season with the Saints. So Let's give uh, him the benefit of the doubt of knowing his own body and this situation, and we'll see. We'll see how it all unfolds and plays out uh, here for for Tom Brady and the and the health part of it. And that's a legitimate question. But, but it's even a question even, that's an unknown. even if just not the health, I mean, the 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 play just seemed like it was, you know, was not the same Brady last year. Are you guys? Do you attribute that more to the health, or do you think that hey, this is a guy that may have lost a step, and we got to be careful that thinking that this is the same Tom Brady we're getting? Well, and that's a good point too. But as I came back to you with that when you were on with me, or I was on with you, or we were on, we were on with each other on the podcast, there is no comparison to what he had in New England to work with or didn't have last year in New England, and what he's going to have in Tampa Bay. You're going to look very ordinary. When you don't have a deep threat, when you don't have your, your big physical security blanket who tormented the Bills, the Jets, and the Dolphins for years in Rob Gronkowski, when you don't have those things anymore, you're not going to look like the same quarterback and not, ha- and not have the same abilities. Again, you've got a Ferrari in terms of weapons that he's coming to here with Mike Evans and with Chris Godwin, O.J. Howard, Cameron Brait. The, uh, the pass-catching weapons are outstanding, and – you know, look, Bruce Arians was on with Jay Glazer last night, either last night or the night before, depending on when it was taped. I saw it last night, saying, hey, we've got to come up with another running back that can be a pass catcher for us. Maybe that's Deion Lewis, who the Titans released. Maybe it's another pass catching running back that Arians and, and Byron Leftwich like. So we'll, uh, we'll wait and see who another weapon will be out of the backfield. But I, I think uh, <laughs> there's, there's no reason to believe with these receivers, with these weapons, that he can't succeed and succeed at a high level. He was succeeding to a 12-win level last year with what he had to work with. NFC is tough, obviously. you got New Orleans and Atlanta, both in that division. you got Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers. you got Dallas, you know, whatever team, maybe Minnesota, whoever. How do you judge the NFC landscape right now and where the Buccaneers fit into everything? Tremendous division. Great quarterback play. Of course, Bridgewater goes to the Panthers as a free agent. they got a first-year coaching staff. You know, Atlanta's rolled out their new uniforms. They've got Matt Ryan. They've added Todd Gurley uh, from the Rams to, uh, you know, to Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley and those guys. And then you've got the Saints. The Saints have been the standard of the NFC, not just the NFC South, really for about a decade. They have arguably been the best, most consistent team in the NFC. And, and I can assure you, when that schedule comes out after the draft, one of those games and maybe both of them is going to end up on national TV, either a Thursday night game, Monday night game, Sunday night game, something like that. So let's uh, let's see if one or both of them are there with the matchup of uh, of Brady against Breeze. But 
yeah, it's going to be highly competitive for these NFC South games. And really, when you when you look at the rest of, I mean, look look how the Rams were dramatically better when McVay took over and got Jared Goff straightened out. They have become, you know, one of the top teams in the NFL in a matter of a season or two. In the 49ers case, they got Jimmy Garoppolo healthy. They got everything in place defensively, dramatically better last year, Super Bowl, uh, NFC champion, Super Bowl appearance for them. There is no reason to blunt the optimism that Brady can bring that to you in Tampa Bay. Not going to be easy in the division, but there's no reason to come into this season and think we can't win 11, 12 games with Tom Brady and be right there for the division and one of the top seeds in the NFC in the playoffs. And that is something that has not been in and around Buccaneer football for over a decade. No playoff appearances since 2007. To say we are lean, foul, and we are starved, we are lean and starved for a team to win and get into January football. No doubt about it. We went through a 17-year playoff drought here in Buffalo. I mean, they did not make the playoffs. Had the longest drought in the league. I totally understand. And I was down there. I was in Southwest Florida when the Buccaneers won a Super Bowl. I was there during the Tony Dungy era and then the John Gruden era. And I know that even though – I think – you know, the way I'll put it is, you know, you're not going to get the consistency all the time selling out the stadium no matter what, maybe like we get in Buffalo. But, man, when they smell a winner in Tampa and they see it, you know, those fans do get passionate and they do get behind their team. This is very true, and it's unfortunately been a long run of not enough winning, and so now you hope that that begins to turn around. You turn the corner here and put together a winning 2020, and then hopefully beyond that a winning 2021 – and, and get the I mean, you what you're describing, Raymond James Stadium used to be rocking yeah. and a very difficult place to play. It has now, I'm not revealing a nuclear secret, it's now been a place where other teams' fans come and invade, yep. whether it's the Giants or the Steelers or the Bears or the Cowboys. They're, and, the, and, you know, look, the Cowboy and Steeler fans, by and large, take over every stadium, wherever they go. So that's part of it. But, yes, the, the demand for tickets is through the roof. The merchandise sales right now for the new uniforms they released earlier this week, as you can imagine, yep. with a new Brady 12 in either white or red. Or, and I kind of, I'm kind of partial now to the pewter on pewter. I want to see that. Hmm. That's been speculated about for years. If they switch the uniforms, would they do pewter helmet, pewter jersey, pewter pants? Uh, let's see. Let, let's see what those sales. I did see the one item, I think it was from yesterday, that the, the Buccaneers have now outdistanced any other NFL team by over 100%, and they are up 300% on their, 300% on their jersey sales so far uh, from this time last year. So it gives you an idea. There is some optimism. They're going to sell some tickets. It's going to be wild. T.J. Rees, Buccaneers sideline reporter. Before I let you go, a couple of uh, non-sports things I want to ask you. Number one, we got this horse contest coming up this weekend in the NBA. What is your go-to horse shot? What is your go-to? You're in the you're in the driveway wherever you are with the girls, your wife. The go-to horse shot for T.J. Reeves. Okay, that's a great one because I have long played below the rim, never above the rim. Okay, so me too. Whenever I had to play somebody that's above the rim, I'm in big trouble. And they can't dunk anyway. The rules one. are in the NBA one; they cannot dunk, okay. so they're going to have to go to dunk. something okay. else. So my, my, my best ones are left-handed shots, being able to shoot left-handed from 10 feet or 15 feet. I also love to shoot from behind, all the way back behind the backboard, over the top of the backboard, and call no rim, where, where the shot has to be over the backboard and no rim, a swish. So those would be my go-to ones. I'm also very good, by the way, at bouncing the ball 
uh, on the ground and bouncing it in. That is something that takes a little bit of skill. I have a little bit of skill below the rim. Yep. So if you had to pin me to one of them, it would probably be the behind the backboard, shoot it over the backboard with touch and no rim. Calling no rim on those. Swish All right. Those. I like I'm it. Right. I'm, a, I'm, I'm a, a bounce guy. Style. I don't know what's, what's your go-to move. I'm the bounce guy. I will do it for either the three-point line or the foul shot, and I'll bounce it up and in. I, there's a there's a art to knowing the <laughs> angles of that. All right? That's that's the go-to horse shot. On a more serious note, um, this whole Rays Montreal thing that was being floated around, where are we on that? Is that completely out of the water, dead? Dead. dead. There is There is no way that that's going to happen any time in the next five years, realistically, because the city of St. Petersburg has already told Stu Sternberg, the owner, over and over again, you can't split your games. We have the lease. The lease is ironclad. You play 81 home games right here. We have to let you out of that to let you go explore somewhere else, and we're not letting you out of it to go play games in Montreal. So as much as you may see press conferences, as much as you hear him trying to get his fellow owners or Rob Manfred, the commissioner, to say, uh, hey, this is a great idea, the city of St. Pete, <laughs> proclaim it from the mountaintop, has already said, you can't do this. You're mm-hmm. not going to do this. Not for 2020, 2021, 2022. Just add them up. For the next five, six years until that lease is up in 2027, it's not happening. And so it's dead. What is the long, what is the long-term, what's the long-term future of the Rays in Tampa? That's a, that's a great second question is can they get the stadium built? The stadium needs to be in Tampa, near downtown Tampa, where the hockey arena is. That's the plan that, that was in place, and the Rays let the clock run out on it on their own after they picked that location, by the way. They picked the location near the Amelie Arena and near the Entertainment District, Ybor City, which is right off of downtown. They picked the location. The deal was done. They had to step up with how much money they were willing to contribute. Wouldn't do it. Let the clock run out. That's completely on Sternberg, the owner, and the Rays for having done that. For whatever their motives were and most believe it was financial that they didn't want to put as you know as much as was required in on that deal so we'll see we'll see over the next year or two if if tampa if hillsborough county comes back with another deal and they're willing to do it but the whole split season thing not happening not gonna happen non-story all right buddy well like you i'm missing hockey as well and i know uh tampa fans gotta be uh after the way last season ended and now this year having 92 points sitting where they were and and looking like (laughs) this thing isn't even gonna happen that's uh that's not, not feeling good. Well, let's let's hope. They have time. Mm-hmm. Let's hope that in June or July, here we go back to the beginning of the call and what you were saying, optimism. Yep. That maybe in June or July, if it loosens up, that we at least get some playoffs, maybe not a full playoffs, but some playoffs for hockey and basketball in the summer when it's reasonable and safe to resume. We'll hang on to that hope for a little while. In this case, it's April the 10th. We don't have to write off the – and I'm not saying you are – we don't have to write off the NBA playoffs and the NHL playoffs – on April the 10th, if they're going to write them off, they're probably going to write them off in June or July and say, right. we just can't do it. We're, we're not to there yet. So we have the hope, and uh, we all hang in there. We all hang in there for now. Thanks for uh, doing this today. Thanks. Uh, tell your family thanks for letting you take a little bit of time. I know that uh, you're enjoying your time home with them, but I'm also knowing that everybody's being <laughs> safe and healthy. So thank you. Yes. Well, thank you for the opportunity. And again, uh, publicly, keep up the great work there in Buffalo with what all you guys are doing. Uh, it is a great service. It's a it's a distraction. It's a welcome distraction for something else that uh, that we have uh, to go to and to listen to. And and you're right, sports can bring us back. And let's hope in small doses it will bring us back coming later this summer. Thank you, Sal. Buck sideline guy on Twitter, TJ Reeves. Thanks, brother. Be good. You too. Happy All right, Easter. That yeah. Thank you. That is TJ Reeves, Tampa Bay Buccaneers sideline reporter.
Buccaneers Radio Network. Buck, sideline guy on Twitter. All right, we'll take a timeout. We'll come back. Got another sideline guy coming up at noon. That is John Harris of the Houston Texans. Going to talk about the DeAndre Hopkins trade, Bill O'Brien. They just traded for Brandon Cook, so a lot to get to with him. But more of your phone calls on the way. We've got a half hour till that. Let's light them up. Eight- Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 305-50-888-552-550. Sal Capaccio with you today until 3 p.m. on WGR. The horror stories of, look, once you get it, you're in trouble, man. You know, and then that's kind of where I was. And even today, if that happened, it would be the same feeling because all these percentages are kind of getting thrown out there. We kind of don't know. I'll speak for me. I don't know what to believe and what not to believe with some of it. And even if they said, hey, man, there's a 10% death rate, well, hell, I don't want to be a part of that 10%. And it's hard not to think about it. That is former Buffalo Bills tight end Mark Campbell. Correct me if I'm wrong, Brayton. He actually has COVID-19, correct? Yes. He was in the hospital for five days. He has been home for a little over a week now, and he's still got a little under a week of quarantine left before he can maybe get back to some sort of normalcy. Do you know anybody? Do you know anybody that has COVID-19? I Personally. do not yet. Luckily, and isn't, I that, isn't that crazy how you say yet? Because you're expecting to, right? Right. It, it just, with the amount of people that have... Right. You just contracted it. And or at least you don't know if maybe you do it. know somebody you don't realize it. Right? Yes, I mean, yeah, I that mean, could be true. I mean, but you're not outwardly going, yes, hey, this person I know right. has it. A, right. a friend of mine, her husband does, and he's he's a friend through her, by the way, but I mean, person I grew up with, and he does, big Bills fan, by the way. His name is Brett. You may have seen some people talking about him online or whatever, and you know, we're all hoping for the best. It's not, to, it's it's just, it's crazy to think when it hits that home to you. Right. Yeah, we're hoping for the best for everybody that's, that's dealing with this right now. They're actually. I don't necessarily know them, but you know, working working as a as a server and a bartender in that industry, there was a couple that in locally that I knew that I would see often at at work, and I knew that they both had it. So, I mean, no one that's like personally close to me or nobody that I know very well has it, but you know, there are a couple of people that I have heard that you know have right. it and have dealt with it, but both of them were able to recover, and they actually had it like earlier on before this really even broke out like severely that was and that was like right after you were on a cruise you came back yeah you had to quarantine yourself just to kind of be sure yeah well it was weird just because i got back from the cruise and i felt fine the first couple of days and then i got you know i felt sick but it was more of like a head sort of thing so i didn't think it was anything coronavirus you didn't have those types of symptoms but then i had to you know obviously go to the doctor and get medically cleared to come back and since then i've been back so well, that's good, and we're thankful. And yeah, if you're dealing, if you know anybody, you may know somebody that's dealing with it, um, has dealt with it. Hopefully, not know somebody that's 
already passed away. There's been so many deaths related to this thing. But, you know, we're thinking about everybody. And, you know, you, you just you don't think it can happen to you until it happens to you when it comes to a lot of different things. But this can impact all of us. And I, I heard yesterday someone say, um, well, you know, young people aren't dying from this. Well, first of all, there have been some young people who died. However, even more so, they can be carriers, even if they aren't dying. I mean, that's the thing. You know, people can get it, not have symptoms, but carry it and give it to somebody else who can get symptoms and can get very sick and can pass away. And that's why we all have to look out for each other. That's the biggest thing. Look out for each other uh, through this whole thing. All right. So Sal Capaccio here with you today until three o'clock. No instigators, no Murph, no one bills live, Murph and Tasker. Uh, I'm going to be here on Monday as well doing the same thing. We've already had one guest today. We had TJ Reeves. We're going to have... John Harris, a sideline reporter for the Buck and, uh, sorry, the Texans coming up at noon. Josh Reed of Channel 4 in Buffalo coming up at 1 o'clock. And then Bill's long snapper, Reed Ferguson, at 2. He is a big Office fan, and someone said you should give him Office trivia. The Office, the show, The Office. I wasn't going to, but I think I might. I've looked up a few Office trivia websites. I might do that for Reed when he comes on just to have some fun. Are you going to create a Sporkle page with Office trivia I, now? I don't think I will, but I'm sure there is a lot of that. I have created some great Sporkle trivia. Thank you for the... Uh, chance to promote this i've created a sporkle trivia page sporkle is a trivia site it works kind of like instant trivia that we play in the morning here whereas you say hey name the 10 bills players who've done x name the 20 nfl draft picks that have done whatever and i've done this over on my sporkle page if you go to sporkle s-p-o-r-c-l-e uh, check out my twitter page you can find some sporkle trivia you can go to sporkle itself look for sal sports Lots of them on there. The last one I did was very, very easy for a lot of people who are probably my age. And that was to name the entire starting 22, actually 24, counting the punter and kicker, on the first Bills Super Bowl team. This is the 30th anniversary season of the Bills' very first Super Bowl against the Giants. The 1990 season, 91, January 91, is when they played. And this is the 30th anniversary. And... I said, all right, well, in honor of that, you know, I was a senior in high school. Oh, my God. I was a senior in high school. That means next year is my, what, 30th reunion? Someone's going to put that together. I can't believe it. That's how old I am. But This year was supposed to be my 10-year reunion for high school. Makes you feel old, right, when it's 10 even. Right. You're like, come on, I haven't right, been out but, that long, have I? But obviously I? with everything going on, I'm not sure if anyone's really going right, to exactly. meet up. I'm going to have – I'll be out of high school 30 years this coming year. But during my senior year – the Bills played the Giants. Scott Norwood missed the field goal at the end. They lost 20-19, to Super Bowl 25. And I said, oh, well, I could name, you know, the entire starting offense and defense. But to be honest with you, when I went back and looked at it, I would not have remembered one of the players on defense, one of the corners. I'm not going to give the answer out. I want people to go play the game. Um, I would have not have guessed the tight end, but I would have got it second if I would. I'm like, oh, wait, he didn't start a tight end? Oh, okay, it must have been this guy. So that would have happened. And then the punter would have stumped me for a little while. I would have eventually got to it, but it would have made me think, because I'm like, no way. The punter was a little bit more difficult than I thought it was. But if you go to Sporkle, look up Sal Sports on Sporkle, or just go to my Twitter page at Sal Sports, look down, you'll see a picture of Bill's Giants, Tampa Stadium, like there's a banner hanging. You can click that link, and you can go to that particular page, and that trivia contest will be there. There are some other ones I made. That's the one I did, the Bills starters in Super Bowl 25. So far, that's been played 679 times. That's very light compared to a lot of the others that I've made, including I think the one that has been played the most has been 
Josh Allen TD passes. Name all the people that have caught Josh Allen TD passes in his career. There are, what, 13 of them? Let's see, 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12, 13. 4,200 plays on this right now. I don't expect, though, for the last one I did, Brayton, I don't expect most people your age to be able to get many of these starters. I think you'd get the the normal ones, the Hall of Famers. I can't imagine a lot of people your age would really know a lot of those Bills starters. Probably not, unless you're weird like I am, where I do my research and yes, yes. certain weird or things. Or because, hap- because of the way your job works by happenstance, you just kind of have you come across it through right. other things you do, right? Right, exactly. So, I don't know. You probably would have been very good, though, at Sabres' first-round pick since 2010. <laughs> since 2010? Yeah, I did this probably. one. I did that one. Sabres' first-round picks since 2010. What I did for that hmm. one, though, was I actually listed the year and the position that each guy played. All right? So, I go back to 2010, and I have defenseman. There's a defenseman who was the 2010 guy. Do you remember who that would be? A defenseman, 2010 Sabres draft pick. First-round uh-huh. draft pick. First round draft pick in 2010. Yeah, that's Mark Pezik. Yes, correct. So that's where it starts. Pezik, and it keeps going forward, and I have it. And um, I got a lot of good uh, feedback on this. The average score was 68% for people getting it right. So there you go. You can go try that as well. Uh, there have been 13 of those because I, you had two last year. I actually want to go. To, I'm at Sporkle right now okay. trying to find that quiz because I really want to find it and just Ooh, see you. how fast I can complete it. Okay, try it. So where? So how do I get to your page? Go to Sporkle and just, can you type in Sal Sports on Sporkle or um, uh, in the search box maybe? I don't yep, know. Yeah, I got it. Okay, and then you so, can scroll uh, down. Sabres first Sabres round first picks. rounders. Yep, I got it right here. Okay, you're going to do it? And then t- tell me how well you did. You got five minutes to name them all. Okay. okay? Yep. See how well you did and get back to me. 803-0550-888-550-2550. What I'm talking about today, though, is, and what I've thrown out the question is for a lot of you, how has this situation impacted your life as far as knowing sports and how much sports has impacted your life? Basically, have you realized through this that sports plays too much of a role that they're too important and you say hey I need to take a step back and evaluate and say you know I've kind of been wrapped up in sports too much I got this family here and friends and this is what's important in life have you done that or are you maybe the other way even and say sports has really made me realize you know how important they are and what I need in life and I need them so I'm done with your quiz by the way oh my gosh you didn't you finished it that quick (laughs) 35 seconds and you spelled them all right, too. Yep. I would expect you would. You got them all right. Yeah. All right. Don't give out the answers. I no, figured no, you would, I, I figured you would get it. I mean, the years help because sometimes the years blend together. Having the year in the position helps, but I I figured you would get them all right anyway, but that's really quick, man. That's really quick. You type fast. Too, I have a way. weird mind, yes. I, I, I got it. Um, so I'm going to read you a couple Twitter responses on this from those of you who came along and, and you know, answered in this this question through Twitter, other than give me a call, which I appreciate. One of them just came in a little while ago from Nikki. And this is where I am a little bit, which is Nikki says, my 12 year old is struggling big time. He misses his friends and his teammates practicing games, all of it. He practices and works out by himself daily. And it's slowly breaking me. We need sports. It's who we are. Nikki, I am with you. You know, Max misses sports and playing them, but he's getting his fill with me because I'm at home and I'm playing with him. But sometimes I feel so bad because he goes up, we have this play, the way our house works is 
we have the third deck as the attic, but we converted it into the playroom for him, and he's still small enough that he can run around there and do a lot of stuff, and him and I play knee hockey up there and stuff like that, but what he's doing is, I go up there sometimes, he's like literally shooting on his little hockey net by himself. And I feel bad, I'm like, man, I gotta either play with him, or I wish he could get outside and play, I wish he had people to play with, so I'm with you, Nikki. I mean, I, I agree, this is what's really hurting me more than anything, is seeing that, and seeing him go through that through this entire situation. So feel free to chime in 803-0550-888-550-2550 here on WGR today. Sal Capaccio with you until 3 p.m. We're going to get John Harris on at noon. We're going to talk about the DeAndre Hopkins trade and the the Houston Texans. And I'm glad I booked John because I actually booked him and said, hey, you want to come on with me a little earlier in the week? And then yesterday, overnight, whatever it was, the Texans traded for Brandon Cook. So we could talk about that as well. So we'll do that. We'll talk baseball with him. I'll ask him about the, he's a big Astros fan, everything that went on with the Astros and the scandal and all that kind of stuff. When we come back, if you missed my interview with TJ Reeves back at 11 o'clock, we talked about Brady going down to Tampa, obviously. I'll give you my thoughts on Brady going to Tampa and where this leaves the Buccaneers and the Patriots. We, we, we talk a lot here in Buffalo, of course, about the Patriots angle, but let me give you my take on it from the Buccaneers angle and what you know, could happen with Brady down there as well. And I'll do that when we come back here on WGR. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast hey stefan Diggs has made his uh, first public comments since being traded to the bills and they came via an article he wrote for the players tribune website that's that 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 place, that outlet that you know you see a lot of athletes, you know, writing things for. Whether it's uh, Derek Jeter, we had uh, Deion Dawkins do something for them. I think Jeter actually owns it or something, doesn't he? I think Didn't that Deion Dawkins has done a couple of different yep, things on he has. the Players Tribune. Well, uh, I'm Bra- not sure about the Jeter though. Yeah, Brayton's been kind enough and nice enough to throw together 
uh, some stuff from that article and put it on our website, WGR550.com. What stood out to you when you read it? You you just did this article. I'll tell everybody, you can go, you can read uh, what Brayton wrote, some of the highlights of it with Stefan Diggs and what he wrote about in the Players' Tribune is at our website at WGR550.com. What stood out to you? Uh, certainly his thoughts about Josh Allen stood out probably the most, just how excited he genuinely is to play with Josh Allen and just what his original thoughts were in that week three game against the, the Vikings in 2018. Yeah, yeah. Where Buffalo came in and just That left an impression Minnesota. on him but from, from the things I'm reading yeah. here. Yeah, exactly. And and just some good stuff from Stefan Diggs. I think he's genuinely excited to come join the Bills. Yeah, well, after all this, Brayton, though, I think we can finally put to rest of, well, is he really going to want to come here now? Right? That's obviously, right. we're going to put that to rest. Yeah. We This tells us Stefan Diggs is all on board. He's ready to come to Buffalo. Uh, we haven't spoken with him in the media yet, but this is his first person account uh, in the Players Tribune. And Ray- Brayton wrote about it at our website, WGR550.com. Uh, they're going to, the Minnesota Vikings, you know, losing Stefan Diggs is going to hurt them on offense. And they're a team that, you know, has been in the mix in the NFC the last few years. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Really haven't been, but a lot of people think they will be now with Tom Brady. I just had that interview with TJ Reeves, Buccaneers sideline reporter, a little while ago. Look, I I think the Bucs are going to be a better team with Tom Brady. I just think it's too tough to navigate through the NFC with him. And I, I just caution all Buccaneers fans, all football fans. Look, this is from a Buffalo Bills NFL reporter, sideline reporter, who's been on a sideline watching Tom Brady. I have been on the sidelines watching that guy play two games a year for the last six years, except for the one he was suspended for. And I'll tell you, he just was a different guy last year than he had been. And I know he played better in the second game against the Bills, but I'm not just talking about the games I saw him on the sidelines. I mean watching him, preparing him for him, looking at tape of games leading up to Bills games for my own preparation for the job. I caution Tampa Bay fans, Buccaneers fans, football fans to think that this guy is just going to walk in and suddenly, hey, he's throwing touchdowns to Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and O.J. Howard and look how great they are. Yeah, he's going to be better taking care of the football and doing a lot of things that they may need in Tampa that Jameis Winston didn't give them. But he still was on the decline last year, and he's 43, he's a year older, and the NFC is tough. I read someone... The way they put it on Twitter, and I apologize for not remembering who wrote this. Someone said, NFC is tougher to get to the playoffs. AFC will be tougher to get to the Super Bowl. I think that's right. The NFC is going to be tough to get to the playoffs because of all the teams in the mix who are going to be fighting for playoff spots. Whereas the AFC, it looks like there's a clear kind of seven teams, and there's seven going to be allowed now, And but it's going to be tougher to get through Kansas City to get to the Super Bowl. Tom Brady and the Bucks. I'll tell you, if he gets the Bucks to the Super Bowl, if he does that this year in their own stadium, to me, that at his age, even though he has all of those weapons, going to Tampa in this situation, not being able to work in the offseason with the people he normally would work with, knowing the offense, I think that's an incredible feat for him. I, I just don't see it happening. I think they'll be better. I don't even know if they'll make the playoffs. They might. That's a tough division. But, yes, they're going to be better. I just don't think they'll be so much better that we should be Anybody should be thinking about them as some sort of NFC favorite or maybe even NFC South favorite. It's going to be tough on them because they don't have the entire roster on defense as well. By the way, their defense you know, has let them down a few times the last couple of years to really withstand, I think, the rigors of a 16-game season in the NFC to get to the Super Bowl and maybe not even the playoffs. It is a league of attrition. I've said that many times. We know that. They'll have to stay healthy. But where's Brady in his health? Where's Brady in his play? His decline last year, to me, was too noticeable, and now he's a year older. So 
I like this from a football standpoint, a move to talk about, to see how it turns out. I'm fascinated by it. I love the fact that he's out of the AFC East for the Bills, obviously. But I don't think that we should just suddenly think that Tom Brady's going to make the Tampa Bay Buccaneers some sort of instant contender for the NFC Championship. They'll be better. They'll have a shot to make the playoffs. It's still going to be tough. We'll talk with John Harris, the Texans sideline reporter. When we come back, they made a big deal. DeAndre Hopkins was traded, and now they've traded for Brandon Cooks. All that coming up next on WGR. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 